The big question is this. How does a beauty professional who is amazing at their service actually charge what they're worth and avoid attracting clients that are a pain in the butt? How do they become the go-to expert in their space and get their creativity and ideas shared with others so they can build their following without being stuck behind the chair or in their salon? Those are the questions and this podcast has the answers. My name is Jordan. And I'm Katie and welcome to the Real Beauty Bosses podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Beauty Bosses podcast today. I am super excited to introduce to you guys Amber Hurdle, the bombshell businesswoman who is an author, public speaker, brand strategist, and leadership consultant. She is an amazing woman, and uh, she's incredible at what she does. She has had a huge impact on this world already, but she's continuing to grow and expand her message. I'm super excited for you guys to hear her backstory and uh, also give some tips about you know telling your story, branding, uh, and also you know confidence and consistency, how important that is, and uh, there's no better person to talk to you about this than Amber Hurdle. She'll be dropping bombs on you guys in this interview, and let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Real Beauty Bosses. Today, I'm super excited. I have Amber Hurdle here with me today. Uh, she's an incredible individual. I'm so, so excited that you're here today. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, you I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, well, first of all, let's kind of introduce who you are and what you do for those who may not know. I know um, your target market is really you know, beauty or business professionals, correct? Um, and you do a lot of public speaking. You're an author. Uh, how about you introduce us and tell us everything that you've um, kind of accomplished in a short period of time? Because I know you're still you know, young and active and um, you've accomplished a lot and, and you have an awesome story to share. So I'm super excited to share. Well, I thought I liked you before, but you just call me young. So now I really like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell all the people, I'm like, I'm old. I'm old. I have I'm old. Um, so I have two divisions of, and I call it divisions because it just helps me make sense of it in my head, uh, but mm-hmm. two different areas of my business. And uh, the first one is what I started doing, and that was executive coaching and leadership training and speaking and that sort of thing. And then along the way, I found um, a lot of female entrepreneurs needed help in the areas of like branding and marketing, which is... Yeah what I came up through in my career doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing like these little side events to help women in my area. And then it just kind of kept ballooning and blossoming and the bombshell businesswoman brand was born. And, awesome. um, and so now I, I do both. So I'm, I'm always working on internal branding and internal like personal brands and things like that. And like really large companies or associations or direct sales companies. But then I also have this platform that I've built to help the individual female entrepreneur. Awesome. And I really, um, if you don't mind kind of sharing your story, I know you, you, you share it quite a few times, but for those who don't know who you are, I think you have an incredible story because you were able to kind of overcome um, a big roadblock in your life that a lot of people would, you know, not be able to, you know, make something, you know, um, it, use it as, as leverage to, you know, really move forward and, and create, you know, an amazing life for yourself. And, um, you know, I think kind of hearing that story for a lot of people can kind of let them know that you can use, you know, something like that, that is tough and hard to go through to really, you know, use it as leverage throughout your whole life to share that story. And I think you really perfected, you know, um, being able to use that as, as kind of that fire under you, right? Yeah. Uh, so tell us about kind of your background, your story, um, for how you actually, you know, first got started with, uh, being a bombshell businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I moved to a city called Lebanon. It's actually spelled Lebanon like the country, but here you call it uh-huh. Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon, Tennessee from Orange County, California. And that was a huge culture shock. Um, uh-huh. And the year prior to my family moving here, the high school that I attended, which by the way, I just want to put out there, Lebanon is an amazing community. Um, but at the time there was some struggles in the high school and there was a race riot that broke out. 
-hmm. So I had come from an area where um, there was a lot of diversity and a very safe place to be different. And then I was coming into a, a place that was nothing like my home. Mm -hmm. And um, and it really bothered me. And there's so many layers, so many other things I could get into as well. Um, but the the good part of this this issue is that um, I, along with some other people, um, with the guidance and um, encouragement of our principal, who totally rocked, by the way, mm -hmm. um, we created a, an organization called All Races Together. And so that's really where my leadership training started coming in. I was in student council. I was president of this, vice president of that. And I'd go to student council camp. They teach us how to be leaders and all that kind of stuff. But um, this multicultural organization was like they were invested in us. And that's where we did leadership training and team building and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so Channel 4 News in Nashville caught wind of uh, my involvement in this and they wanted to include me in, um, in a week-long series of interviews and they kind of followed us around school. There's like 20 of us, I can't remember exactly how many, and, um, and they, they asked us tough questions about what was going on in high school. And, and the one question that they decided to use as a soundbite um, to tease for the, the, the newscast at 6 and 10 mm -hmm. was me saying, no, not everybody's having sex in my Valley Girl accent <laughs> that I had at the time. And, um, and so that played, that played, and that played. And then a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant at 16. So that was awesome. Um, and, and talk about a fall from grace. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did finish high school. And then I started to go to college. And then that was like not going to happen because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do like, you know, try to raise my daughter and I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah I mean I yeah. look at my son he's gonna be 16 in December and I'm like, like yeah, that's crazy. why in the world you know <laughs> yeah. um but anyways um long story short is I realized really really quickly before personal brand was like you know a hip word to use yeah that I had to figure out like how I could be most influential I had to figure out like what gifts do I have mm -hmm. Um, that could be valuable to other people. How do I solve other people's problems so they'll hire me without yeah. a college degree? How I could pick up more shifts at the Applebee's because mm -hmm. I need it or I'm, I'm not going to be able to pay daycare. Yeah. I mean, like I was didn't, always didn't a you say you were away. working. Didn't you say you were working like multiple jobs? Oh, uh, I had four jobs at one point. Yeah, I heard that in your interview. That's insane. <laughs> like yeah. while yeah. going to school or was that like um, after you, you decide like school, I can't do school right now. I, I got to provide. So school is out. So then it was, so then it was, oh, wow, life is even more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And, um, <laughs> and it was just job after job after job, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and then I finally got a job that allowed me to just focus. Actually, I kept two jobs, but the other one was pretty fun. Um, but, but they put me through leadership training and sales training. And, mm -hmm. you know, eventually it was just like, I thought the light at the tunnel at the end of the tunnel was a freight train yeah. coming at me hard. And mm -hmm. then one day I woke up and it was just better. And yeah. it was just like that tenacity. And mm -hmm. so I don't tell that story because I want to be like, Oh, look at me because we could take oh, a little yeah. sidebar and go down the rabbit trail of every failure that I ever did and how terrible yeah. I was to myself and mm -hmm. the ridiculously stupid things that I did. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, that's a lifetime special that maybe will happen when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the reason why I tell that story is I think a lot of women, especially, and I'm finding even more men now, I think yeah. are a little more in touch with themselves and, um, and they, they look at their past and they hang on to that and they use that as the reason why they can't step into their greatness. Yeah. And so 
I tell people like, listen, I was captain of the hot mess express. I got knocked up in 16 at 16 when I was supposed to be like the poster child for a good kid. Mm -hmm. And it sucked and it was hard and I failed a lot, but I figured it out. And, and I just kept failing forward and I never gave up yeah. and I still never give up. And yeah. so you just keep honoring who you were made to be and you keep trying to find what your gifts are and you keep honing in your personal values and then you find other people, you create an environment of, of people and opportunities that honor those values. And then before you know it, you've kicked all the like energy vampires out of your life. You're not yeah. being abused by people anymore. You're finding what you're greatest at and, and opportunity abounds. Mm -hmm. So that's what the story is all about. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Like, and how, how like, well, you, you, you share that story. Cause for a lot of people, I think that's something that would be really hard to talk about. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is right. And I mean, like, I, and it was I, hard yeah. to write about in the book. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I haven't gone back this deep. Yeah. And, and I can, I can personally relate to that too. You know, um, you know, I kind of, you know, when, when bad things happen in your past, you tend to just kind of, you know, move past it and forget about it or try to, right? Um, it depends on the kind of person you are. Some people kind of hang on to it or like don't want to share it and other people just completely block it out, right? Yeah. Um, and for, for me, I was kind of that, that way too. And, um, you know, I, I've gone through a very rough childhood and, you know, obviously like I, I never want to talk about it because, you know, who wants to talk about, you know, this, this you know, guys, <laughs> you know, problems that he had when he was young and things like that. But, you know, when I started to, you know, get into, um, you know, business and, and, uh, you know, helping people and, and sharing my message and, and really, you know, uh, working with people who I, I really connected with, um, the more I tended to, you know, kind of talk about, you know, my past and, and the journey and story that I've been through, the more people connected to me, yeah. right? And I think like, that's why you've been extremely successful as well through, you know, your ability to influence and, and speak to, you know, mass audiences. It's like, you have that ability to share your story in a way that connects with people, right? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, uh, and I, I appreciate like you saying that. I, I, I think, I just said this to somebody yesterday, it's like we all have our own pile of poo that we yeah. have to deal with, you know? yeah. and it's just how you deal with that. And, yeah. and I'm, you know, this is my pile of poo. I would rather deal with it stink than somebody else's. <laughs> Everybody's exactly. got something in their life. And, and I think that is, you know, when you share that, it's, it's not about like, oh, well, let me look, you know, let me tell you my soft story of my childhood. It's, it's highly likely that somebody else has, has issues that they're dealing with and, and the, and it does prohibit you from moving forward in your business. And if yes. people don't believe in limiting beliefs, then I invite you to, um, <laughs> you know, read books about it or, or do whatever. 100%, yeah. In fact, I got a, I got a note from a listener the other day and, um, and, and she, you know, said a few things It was very positive. And then she said something about an experience that she was dealing with and how does she overcome that? And can I help her? And I'm not a licensed clinical social worker. I'm not a therapist. I am a certified coach, but I just explained to her that if you want to be successful in your business, this mindset that you have towards this circumstance cannot be there anymore. And that's not to say yeah. that we're completely cured ever, but there's a reason why my mission statement for my business is is empowerment and business mastery because yeah. if you're not empowered mentally to pursue what might be considered the impossible to everybody around you you're mm -hmm. never it doesn't matter how much business mastery that you've got mm -hmm. you won't have the wherewithal to actually put those systems and processes in place and right. believe that you can trust the process absolutely i think um you you quoted this or this quote from you that i wrote down that i really enjoyed you know 85 percent is your ability to lead communicate and negotiate and influence and only 15 percent is the technical side right yeah um and so it, it's it's super important to know actually how to communicate and be able to influence and i think that all comes from you know being transparent being real you know 
um, you know, being yourself, using your stories as leverage to, you know, sharing the journey of how you become who you are, because that's what connects with people and allows them to actually want to, you know, have a relationship with you is that emotion side of things, right? You yeah. know, if people feel like, hey, man, like you, you've, you've gone through a lot of stuff and you know, I can really relate to that too. I'm, I'm building a connection in that way just for sharing a story, right? Yeah. Um, even if it's something hard that, to talk about, right? Um, and I think that, you know, in social media too, like we have the ability to touch so many people with our story and like really focusing on, you know, uh, perfecting the way that you share it and, and being as, as vulnerable as possible really allows you to attract your ideal person without you even realizing it, right? Well, and I think it's important too, especially for what I do, is is I want people to believe that what I have now is attainable. So if yes. I just like what drives me nuts is when I look on social media and people are posting pictures of their cars and their houses and you know their purses and you know whatever they've yeah. got going on. And I could post all that. Like I've got really yeah. nice stuff too. Oh yeah. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. Like who what does that mean to anybody? Yeah. Um, but if I if I say like, this is where I started, here's mm -hmm. how I got here. Yes. It was rough and it was a struggle, but I'm still here and I have a happy life and I have a beautiful home and a nice car and a, an amazing husband and a great family. Like then that's meaningful. Yeah. It's not just me beating my chest and be like, look what I have in my life. You know, like what <laughs> yeah. does that mean to the person that's like in, in your audience that doesn't right. edify yeah. them. That doesn't do anything for them except for maybe make them either jealous or yeah. maybe feel bad about what they don't have, yeah. but it doesn't inspire them to take action to create the life that they want, which by the way, could be a little hut in the wilderness with nothing on the walls because minimalism is their jam. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's Absolutely. right for you? Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, let, let's maybe talk about like how you actually um, got into doing coaching and consulting. And, okay. you know, we, we talked about how you, um, you know, went through that, that rough time when you were 16 years old and, and then you, uh, you know, you had to drop out of college at the time, right? I love that you came back and finished though. That's yeah. awesome. A lot of people went 10 right? year degree, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, so after, you know, you were working all those jobs, you said, um, one, one job in particular started training you in, in, in branding and leadership and things like that. And is that kind of how that happened? Really? It was, um, it was sales. sales. Um, yeah, evidently I was really good at inbound sales and I didn't know it. But again, that's just like, it's honoring like your natural gifts, right? Yeah. So I'm not a salesperson. I am more of like, what's your problem? Okay, do I have a solution for you? Okay, awesome. Here's my solution that, for that you. That is sales though. That is sales. <laughs> yeah, but I, like women especially think sales is some dirty word and it's I know, like, yes. somebody into yeah. like, like falling for your trap and it's yeah. like, well, can you solve their problem? Yeah, we were just talking about that. We were just talking about like a lot of people think like, oh, I don't want to sell anyone anything. It's like, you know it's not like it's some sort of trickery or anything like you're literally like sales is solving or finding a problem, identifying it and solving it. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I'm just like, it, I feel morally obligated to save you from the boring speaker who is selling you yeah. so that you can have somebody that like actually can <laughs> your audience. Like yeah. that is my moral obligation and I do expect money for it. But anyways, yeah, of course. Um, so I got trained in sales and I kept moving up. So um, I did have people who reported to me and then mm -hmm. I learned how to manage up, which is, equally as important in leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just developing that personal brand and you know, what makes me me and what makes people respond to me and how do I uniquely influence. Yes. Um, and then I had my mentor, um, Johnny Keel and Peggy Keel. Johnny's no longer with us, but Peggy is like, I was just with her yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, they recruited me over to a fitness center and that's where it all began. Peggy, like, gave me a disc profile. She sent me to conferences. She bought me whatever book I wanted. And I learned all about professional development and I, I was hooked. Awesome. Um, and I so I really believe that 
Peggy planting that seed and Johnny just teaching me everything about sales and marketing that he could possibly teach me. Um, that really fueled like where I am today. Mm -hmm. And so while I was with them at this upscale health club, I decided to go back to college and pursue my public relations degree, mm -hmm. which as it turns out was the name for the thing that I'd been doing and all these other businesses, even though that wasn't like really my title, it was yeah. just like this extra stuff that I did to try to be like, now the kids say extra, like yeah. extra. <laughs> so anyways, um, uh, went back to college, got my degree in public relations and advertising. I got mm -hmm. a minor in marketing and a minor in organizational communication. Okay. And um, with that, I, you know, again, job, 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 job. Mm -hmm. um, but when I finally left corporate and I'll skip through the whole, I had a celebrity event planning company in there. Wait, I, I want to talk about who you've worked with real quick. Though, <laughs> I thought that's amazing. <laughs> you've worked with some big names. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and again, I'm going to, I'll say a few names, not because I'm like, Oh, look at me. I mean, I live in Nashville. Like I swear I eat next to these people all the time. <laughs> but, um, if I, I want to say this because I was a single mom in the worst economy in us history, crushing it with an event planning business and event production business. It was experiential marketing. Awesome. Um, so we did things like the CMA awards after party. And I had a business partner too, who we were, well, technically we're more like a strategic alliance, mm -hmm. um, but we played off of each other's strengths. And so that's what made us so powerful. Um, but we worked with like Sony music. We worked, um, we did Alan Jackson's 50th birthday party and Allie's, his daughter's six, sweet 16. Um, so we did awesome. CD release parties for Carrie Underwood. I mean, all kinds of stuff for John Rich. Um, mm -hmm. I still am like, thank you for paying my bills during. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, and so, and then I could go on and on and on, but mm -hmm. there's, there's some names. And, um, and of course I'm blessed because these country music artists are amazing and they've got great hearts and good teams and mm -hmm. um, very humble people. So that was a season. And then I had a tragic loss. Um, we lost um, who would have been my youngest stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I were not married at the time. And, um, and so that changed a lot. So again, pivoting with what is going on in your life. Yeah. I did not want to full-time be running my tail off, making celebrities look even cooler than they were. Wow. That was not wow. on the agenda when I was grieving this loss. And so I maintained my company, but I moved to Georgia and, um, and I had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing leaders like Coca-Cola and mm -hmm. Aflac and Chick-fil-A and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, moved back to Nashville and that's really where what I do now came into play. Mm -hmm. So I did, I oversaw the, um, I feel like I'm giving my resume. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting to kind of hear, like, I, I can't believe like how many roadblocks you've been able to overcome and like, you know, you're, you're killing it right now. Like, that's incredible. A lot of these things would, would hold people back, you know, and, and it sounds like, you know, like you just said, like failing forward, you never stop doing that. And yeah. um, he hearing the journey, like, you know, it, obviously you don't get to a point without, you know, going through all of this stuff and, um, you know, I love that you're, you're kind of sharing your resume because it, it lets us know like kind of how, you know, how much, you know, you're not just where you're at for, for no reason, right? You've yeah, gone through and, all of that. And that does drive me nuts. It's like, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I want to be an expert. And so they like say they're an expert and then they start doing things and then they, they don't yeah. want, like, like they don't understand why they're not fruitful. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, you're going to have to get behind my 20 years of experience <laughs> before you can talk about these things. Yeah. Like you have to have the life experience. And, and that's not to say that you can't get started but never position yourself as an expert in something that you're truly not an expert in. If you right. want to get started in something and you want to try things, then, then admit that you're a beginner and find right. people who are willing to work with a beginner. They'll pay you less and then you can get the experience. But anyway, mm -hmm. sidebar, um, the, 
the the thing is I, I came back, I, I came to work for Gaylord Hotels. Um, it was I actually worked for Gaylord as well. I think we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, you worked at the Texan, right? Yep, right. Yeah, okay. So I was star events and communications. I was over like the internal PR firm at the, at the flagship property. And we had 2,881 rooms and a bajillion guests at all time. And so our job was to make sure that about at peak, we had about 4,000 employees at peak mm -hmm. um, between the hotel and the General Jackson showboat and the Wild Horse Saloon, which is pretty popular in Nashville, um, Gaylord Springs Golf Links, and there's a couple other little um, ancillary type services that we had. And, um, and so that was events and that was, and I'm talking events like pyrotechnics and break dancers mm -hmm. and still yeah. walkers and, you know, like high level stuff. And then mm -hmm. all kinds of internal communication from back of the house television to webcasts to weekly newsletters. I mean, you name it, we did it. And, um, and then Marriott purchased Gaylord. And mm -hmm. so I oversaw the communication and engagement transition of getting all of the team members from the Gaylord brand to then integrate into the Marriott brand. So talk about a Fortune 100 rebrand. Like, yeah. <laughs> been there, done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty epic. But I gave the longest, um, the longest uh, notice in corporate history. I gave seven months. I ended up staying eight months because they needed me about a month longer than I actually mm -hmm. stayed on as a paid consultant for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, because again, more changes in my family, we lost my father-in-law, my husband had to take over some of the family business. Um, wow. And so I was like, okay, I'm working like 70 hours a week. My husband's going to be in Georgia literally half the time. Mm -hmm. Who's going to raise the kids? Like this isn't going to work. And so I thought if I'm going to do something, what do I love most about what I do? And it was working with senior leadership. It was working with them on their personal brands. It was coaching them on how to communicate and engage in a way that built trust and influence mm -hmm. and wasn't like dictator or I'm doing this because I have to, because that's the boss. Um, and it was working with the d director levels of teaching them how to really engage their teams and, um, and that really internal PR side of things that I've always loved so much and been a yeah. part of whether it's the music industry or whatever. Um, so I got ICF certified. I went to coaching school. Um, and then that turned into, hey, Amber, can you do some training? And then that turned into, oh, well, you're doing training now. Oh, Amber, can you come do training for my company? Mm -hmm. Which turned into, can you do keynotes? Which turned into like, <laughs> now I have a podcast and a book and an app. And I'm like, traveling all over the country. And I've been staying busy. I'm just like, I don't know what just happened, but um, yeah. I thought I was going to be an executive coach. Cheers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so so it kind of just all happened then. It, it was nothing like, hey, I want to be a, a speaker, a consultant. I want to be an author. It all just kind of, it, it kind of slowly evolves. Yeah. It's like, this is what it's, you know, my, um, my, one of my coaches says, trust the universe. And, um, and you can say, trust God, you can say, trust your gut. You can say whatever makes you feel comfortable. But mm -hmm. if lots of things are pointing you in a direction and you feel drawn to that direction and doors are opening and it bears fruit, that is probably a good idea to follow that direction. Yeah. And if something feels icky and doors are being slammed in your face and you're not profitable, then that's probably a good idea that maybe that's not the path for you. And I'm not saying don't give it a good shake. I'm just saying like, if you've given it a good shake and it's not working out, then there's another door that you need to walk through to find, yeah. find that fruit. Yeah, absolutely. I can completely relate to that as well. Um, so, yeah, so, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit like, uh, so, so we kind of, it, it all kind of evolved to where you're at now very quickly, right? How, how long has it been since you started your own personal brand with Hurdle.com like, um, or who, who you are now, the bombshell businesswoman? So five, about five years, 
Okay. Um, yeah, maybe just a little bit longer than that, because of course, since I was so transparent with Gaylord, um, I was able to start things and, and I was still working for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so I'm going to say five ish years, probably a little bit more. Okay. And, um, and, and it did not start out as amberhurdle.com. Um, I had major <laughs> visibility issues because I have a PR degree. I'm used yeah. to making everybody else look cool. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't want to be the face. So my business name is actually Moxie, which means energy, mm -hmm. skill, and determination. Um, Moxie internal relations. Because again, I love mm -hmm. that internal PR aspect of things. Yeah. Um, but people were calling and asking for Amber. They were leaving messages for Amber. They were writing checks, even though the invoice said, write it to Moxie. They're writing checks to Amber. I was getting referrals for Amber. And it was just like, okay, I got to put my face out there. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Again, I, it's just like following yeah. what it is. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. And yeah. it was awful. And I even remember calling um, my, my friend, Amy Atkinson. She was um, the vice president for marketing and public relations for like Gaylord hotels. Mm -hmm. And she still has her own jam and she's amazing mm -hmm. um, here in Nashville and beyond. And uh, I called her and I was like, Amy, is this the right thing to do? Do I do a personal brand as my brand? You know, and she talked me through it. And then my other friend, um, Jenny Barker, also in the PR space. And uh, she talked me through it and I decided, okay, this is the right thing best decision ever. And it sucked. I cannot even begin to tell you how awkward it is when like my book with the glamour shot on it is <laughs> like, like, I don't look like this all the time, you know? Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's not really a glamour shot and it's not photoshopped at all. My dear friend, Jessica is also my photographer that I pay and everything, but, um, she's, she's just really good at getting the right look. And it's just yeah. weird when your face is on a banner and like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I can completely relate. I love what you said that, you know, being in like, you know, PR and, and behind the scenes, like you used to helping other people promote mm -hmm. their, you know, brands and things like I, I made that same shift too, you know, um, not like I, I would say like even just a year or two ago, like I would never want to be, you know, talking even in front of a camera or getting myself yeah. out there. Like, you know, I love to help people and I've always, you know, wanted to help people reach their goals and, and help them be where they want to be. But I've just never been, um, you know, one to, you just want to, you know, get myself, here I am, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so but in today's I, society, thank you, Kardashians. That's what you have to do. So if you want to help people, you have to put yourself out there. And 100%. So that thing in my gut was, it was like, you have to do this. If you're, if you're going to make an impact in the lives of other people, you have to do this. And yeah. so I live in a smallish town and it is kind of weird because I'm just Amber with a top knot and yoga pants on that goes to Publix, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. on. and, um, and I'm just normal Amber here. And then I go into these spaces and, and it's like a different version of me and it's, and it's the same person, but like, it just, it feels weird. Mm -hmm. It just feels weird. No, I, no, I, I can remember. <laughs> That's crazy. When do you feel like things actually started to like take off that people like started, uh, you know, your, your personal brand actually started uh, getting known? Um, when I started the podcast. Okay. I mean, my corporate work has always been very much by referral and that's really easy to get. And, yeah. and I don't mean that to brag. I mean, it's just, that could have been the easy path and I could have just stayed with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that if I was going to write my book, I had to understand the struggles of, of women in business more. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I started the podcast, that helped me create relationships with people because I mean, that's a really intimate experience. Like yeah. hearing people's ears while they're, you know, working out or driving to the job that they hate or, mm -hmm. you know, driving to their business that they love and they're constantly inspired to, you know, learn more, do more, um, laying with their children, trying to get them to go to sleep, cooking dinner, whatever. And they, and they've chosen to put me in their ears. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they write still to this day. Um, and I'm so honored that they trust me so much. Um, I get messages on social media and in my inbox and through the app telling me their stories 
and mm -hmm. asking me questions. Yeah. And so when you read the first few chapters of my book, it is my story. So it's like, okay, you have no more excuses, but mm -hmm. it also speaks to the, the struggles that I believe a bombshell businesswoman, which I redefine the term bombshell to mean bold, brave, unwaveringly mm -hmm. confident female. Right. Um, because if a woman walks into a room and everybody's like, Whoosh, it's, it's not because she's dropped dead gorgeous. I mean, I'm sure that helps, but yeah. most of the times, cause she walks in with an air of confidence. And so right. I want women yeah. to just like own who they are and mm -hmm. love that. And, um, and so that, like, I've heard over and over again, like, oh my gosh, Amber, when I read that chapter, I cried. Like, how did you talk just to me? Yeah. And I didn't. I created a personal profile yeah. of, of this one woman and I wrote to her through the whole book. But that one woman was created because of all the different women who have confided in me and asked me mm -hmm. questions and told me about their problems. Yeah. And, and so, I think that also probably goes back to, you know, your story too. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the, you know, you're speaking to yourself as well. And, you know, yes. some of the best authors in the world literally are writing a book for themselves <laughs> and it helps so many other people. Right. Um, yeah. so I, I, love that. How, how, you know, going back a little bit, like how, how do you build that confidence and, and how do you, um, you know, really be, be comfortable in, in who you are and, and, and keep that there? Cause I think that's a lot, uh, even I struggle with it at times, you know, it's, it's very easy to kind of, you know, have your ups and downs and, and, uh, you know, one day, you know, just not feel, you know, 100%, you know, how, how do you kind of level things out and, and stay in, in a positive state? And, and cause, cause you, you know, in your position, you, you have to, you know, people are not going to connect with you unless you are, you know, positive and confident and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you, you keep that high energy. Right. And so how do you kind of level that out? Um, I, again, I, I'm so big on environments, like do not allow, first of all, people in your life who are going to make you feel less than who you are, who are negative Nancy's or negative Ned's, yeah. um, get those people out of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing is, is just to be really comfortable with who you are. Y'all have, I have diagnosed ADD. It is what it is. I mean, like, Same here. <laughs> yay, team yeah. ADD. Like, most entrepreneurs are pretty sure have it. But it's a superpower. <laughs> it is. I say that all the time. It's a superpower because we get to hyper-focus. Um, yeah. And so it's like finding um, how does this, how, how can I use my ADD or, or at least accommodate my ADD in my environment so I can negate the negatives and maximize the positives. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's things like visually about like, learn how to freaking dress yourself. Like we're all shaped differently. And, and when I go to like, um, like try on new clothes and this is going to speak more to women, um, probably than men, but like, I will point to like my rib cage and then my belly button. I'm like, there's like not even three inches here. Like I don't have a waist. God did not give me a, a waist. I'm not body shaming myself. I'm just telling you that that crop shirt is going to look, make me look like a Oompa Loompa. So I don't want, you know, I mean, like, give me some length here. Mm -hmm. And so when I know my personality, when I know my work style, when I know what my gifts are, when I know how to dress myself, what, what my body is made mm -hmm. to do, like how my face is shaped, what kind of yeah. hair do I need to have? I know myself, I study myself. Mm -hmm. And then, so important. I, I, yeah, and then you just embrace it and move on. And guess what? If somebody doesn't like it, there are literally billions of people in the world. Yeah. Somebody's going <laughs> to like you. So don't listen to other people. Mm -hmm. stick with your truths and honor your truths. And, and then also be humble, like be open to criticism, surround yourself with people, not, not complaints, not negativity, mm -hmm. but surround yourself with people who are going to call out your BS. Absolutely. Um, I have a solid group of friends that um, in a heartbeat, we will all tell each other like, yeah. mm, I've been noticing this. Yeah. I'm more <laughs> successful. It may mm -hmm. be you thought of it this way. Yeah. And, um, and that's important. It is, you know, iron sharpens iron, surround yourself mm -hmm. with good people who can encourage you and also challenge you. Absolutely. And I, I was listening, um, you know, to some of your interviews as well. And, and, and some of your content, uh, you, you talked a lot about uh, having mentors, how, how that was huge for you. 
Um, I think that's a lot of uh, people are thinking about or, or seeing all this stuff like, oh, you got to get a mentor, you got to get a mentor. Or, um, you got to have someone who, who can get, push you to that next level. How did you find, um, you know, solid mentors in your life and, and how do you feel that made an impact on you? Well, I think those naturally happen. And I actually have people who will be like, can you be my mentor? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I have no clue who you are, but yeah. <laughs> it's really a good plan. Yeah. Um, I think that when you find that somebody is taking a special interest in you, or it's usually that they see themselves in you, mm -hmm. or it could be that they're a boss. And so your success makes them successful, um, which has been the case um, for several of my mentors. Um, but lean into that mm -hmm. and accept when they are trying to challenge you, when they try to kind of like parent you a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people nowadays kind of walk around with that I know it all attitude or I don't, I don't need that. Or, you know, this person's just trying to tell me what to do. Um, the, the wisdom that comes with age is irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. um, and so put yourself in those positions. And, and one position that I really like to encourage younger people or even, um, you know, older people who are transitioning careers or, or whatever, go find a nonprofit that you love that you can really get passionate about and start volunteering. Mm -hmm. And here's why you're going to surround yourself with other like-minded people who are givers and who are interested in the greater good. And then there's always a board and the board is usually full of people who have been successful, who have money to give to the organization, who have influence in their uh, companies or in your area that you live. Um, and that's why they've been asked to be on the board. Mm -hmm. And so if you can shine as a top volunteer, one of those board members or multiple board members are probably going to see that in you. And that is a great opportunity to start building a relationship with an influential and powerful person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of happened organically, um, but I've never stopped going to those people for advice. I've mm -hmm. always let them know, like, you're never off the hook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Helping me. And when you go back to the whole like insecurity thing, like when I start to doubt myself, I immediately call one of those people. Um, and like Pete wrote the forward to my book. He's my former boss. Um, mm -hmm. And still to this day, I go to him with questions and he pushes me. And it's funny that he still has that level of influence over me, but like, he'll be like, okay, well, I just think this is what you need to do next. And I challenge you to do it. And I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and you say a lot of this happened like organically, like, I don't mm -hmm. want to discard that. It's because you were consistent and it's because you, you know, did the things you knew you had to do and you didn't stop. Right. Cause uh, I think for someone in your position, especially, um, you know, you, you, have achieved a lot of success for yourself, but you're still putting your head down. You're still working. Like, you know, you're still uh, learning and you're still, you know, doing new things. Like, you know, how long you had this app out? I wanted to talk a little bit about that too. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like you, you, you wrote your own book, you got your own podcast, you're, you have uh, you know, your own website, you got content, you know, all over the place. And, and now you got your own app and everything. Like I, I can't wait to see what else, <laughs> you know, is in store for you as well. But tell me how, like all of this kind of, um, you know, say you happen organically, but um, you know, what, what's really your goal of, um, your podcast, your book, and, and now this app, as we start to talk about that as well. I want to make big business principles palatable for small businesses mm -hmm. where we could have the conversation about how to be successful without having to have like a Harvard business degree to understand it. Yeah. Um, I brought in, um, the bombshell business experts as the new model, um, because I can't know everything. And I, yeah. and, and as you know, I, I'm leaning more into speaking again. Um, I knew that I wouldn't be able to do the work of, of every little thing. And I also yeah. had like amazing people around me who are already in my sphere 
who are experts at what they do. And so I thought, I'm just going to invite them instead of constantly looking for, you know, new podcast guests, I'm going to have the same people who, you know, are, are great at, you know, hiring or accounting or whatever. Yeah. And, and we'll have them submit content. So they're writing blog posts every month. They're being interviewed on the podcast and that's really fueling the app. It's my content, but it's also their content because again, you can't do it on your own. Like if you think that you're going to be successful all by your little lonesome, like go ahead and stop now because that'll save you a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's awesome because I get to elevate them who might not have as big of a platform and be like, Hey, I totally trust this person. Mm-hmm. And then it helps me because I can add more content. And then ultimately it, it helps my bombshells because now they have all of this like expert advice that they know that they can trust because they already trust me and they know that I don't suffer fools. And so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to share anything that I don't like, wouldn't put my name on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's just like this, this awesome little ecosystem of tell it like it is business advice and we're yeah. not going to move your head. I love that. And was it kind of, um, was that your idea to develop the app or was it kind of, it, it had been um, a conversation that I had been having with a friend and he was like insistent that I have it. And I was like, I have all these things going on. I'm not sure. I don't know. And then I met Keith Troop, who is my, um, my mobile marketing bombshell business expert. And um, he saw me speak at something and Again, it's just like leaning into that trust factor. Um, he invited me to coffee, which I mean, if I went to every coffee I was invited to, <laughs> I'd be drowning in coffee right now. Yeah. Um, but there's something about him that I was like, okay. And so I just leaned into it. I had no idea what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he showed up and um, showed me like kind of like a mock of an app for me and mm-hmm. showed me like what it could do. And I was like, well, that's not nearly as hard as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I thought, well, let me see how I can make this work. And then that's when I came up with the bombshell. I'd already been thinking about like the experts model anyways. And that's a great place to, to focus that. Um, And, and then it also enabled me to give a, like a proper home to the bombshell community. Yeah. Um, You don't have to go to my website. You don't have to, every time you want to download a worksheet, put your email in, like, it's just all there on the app. Got on the go, right? (laughs) We all are all the time. (laughs) That's super cool. Have you uh, read the book Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson by chance? No, I haven't. I I would highly recommend uh, checking that out because I I can definitely see a lot of um, application for that for you. Like building your expert business is like what we're trying to help a lot of people do. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to find out how to do it best. I think you're doing an amazing job because you know branding, right? And that's what it all is about. And um, before we wrap up here, I know you have another appointment coming up. Um, one of your keynotes is the number one secret to building your brand. Um, uh-huh. Could you maybe share with us just really briefly what um, maybe that secret may be? Yes. Um, it's not about the visual. Everybody's like, okay, I'm going to start a business. Let's make a logo. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Nelly, hold up. Like, <laughs> what is that logo going to convey? What kind yeah. of emotion? Like, what do you want people to believe about you when they see this logo? Like, before you get into the website, Who's your audience? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the customer journey? And so the secret is really that you have to come up with your your brand story. You have to come up with your brand messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you can just look at like the most iconic brands that are in the United States. And you know that there is an emotional connection and a story behind that brand that buys you in to um, what they're all about. And that's what helps you separate your cash because you have that trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, of course, there's way more that I get into. But the secret is like lay off the visual until mm-hmm. like you have to write the story before you can put the pictures in the book. Absolutely. 100%. Well, as we're uh, wrapping up here real quick, maybe um, could you 
maybe share with us what you, um, a, a quick tip on, on like leadership as well. Cause I think our audience as well, like, you know, um, they, they have a hard time, um, sometimes, you know, b building influence through their personal brand and, and, you know, a lot of them have a lot of a following, um, but they kind of like, aren't sure like how to actually use that following, yeah. um, to, to build something more, you know, and, uh, whether it be, you know, leading a, a team in their business or leading, you know, their audience, how do you feel is the best way to connect, uh, to who you're looking to lead? Well, my personal style, and, and actually one of my keynotes is called Velvet Machete Leadership, how to yeah. lead confidently and compassionately in a fast-paced world. And I think the, the first key, especially when you're talking about online leadership and thought leadership and that sort of thing, is that it is a fast-paced world. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about you. Like, I hate to tell you this, but they don't, unless you give them a reason to care. And so the whole concept between or in Velvet Machete is you've got to shoot people straight but you've got to do it from like a place of impact, a place of love and support, a, a place of really caring more about the person that you're trying to influence than like how you look or the leader that you're becoming. Yeah. And, and so that helps you, um, it helps people trust you. It helps people know exactly what to expect from you. And, um, and whether you're leading a team or you're leading a community or you're managing up, if people know that you're, you have their best interest in heart and you're not going to fluff them, they're going to be way more likely to follow your lead. Love that. And what, what's, what's next for you, you feel? I mean, you've accomplished so much. You're, 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 you're on a roll. <laughs> what do you I feel like? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you, what's kind of your, I mean, uh, what, what's your why at this point? You know, what, what do you want to accomplish um, still after, you know, you're doing your live speaking, you've written your book, you have your podcast is really, you know, your goal to connect with, you know, more and more people and a large audience or what's really, you know, What's in it for you at this point? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. I mean, I have some, some personal whys um, that I would like to see in just terms of being able to help more people. Like, I don't need anything else more in my life. I'm incredibly blessed. Um, and like more money is definitely not the motivator. Mm -hmm. um, but more impact is. Yeah. Um, I feel like every day that we have on this earth is an opportunity to serve other people. And mm -hmm. so that's my mission every day. Um, I also recognize that I have three summers left with my son. And so before he goes to college or whatever he yeah. chooses to do. And so um, kind of putting bumpers on and making sure yeah. that I honor that um, mm -hmm. because I'll be 42 years old when my son goes to college. I mean, like I'm super young still in theory. Um, I have an old. You're soul. so young. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at that point I could tour the world. I could do whatever I want to do. Um, yeah. For 2019, I am definitely putting some boundaries on my time on how many speaking engagements I'm going yeah. to accept. Um, and, and I've got some other things that are going to free up more of my time. So mm -hmm. I think I might be not pressing as hard. I might be mm -hmm. pulling in a little bit so that I can focus and then come out even stronger. I love that. That's kind of uh, what we're looking to do with our business too. You know, in order to help more people, you kind of have to, you know, hone things in a little bit, keep it tight and then uh -huh. figure out how you can get the message out to as many people as possible. So yeah, maybe we could collaborate with that. I'd love to, you know, maybe talk about like what you're looking to do next and how maybe we could work together. Cause I think, you know, we're both uh, have the same goal of, of making an impact, like you just yeah. said, and um, making an impact on the right people and, and, you know, helping people get past those sticking points is, is um, you know, all the information and content's already out there. You know, it's easy to find, but like a lot of people like just need someone who can kind of walk them step-by-step step and, you know, ha have been there and done that or help people who have been there and done that. And like, you know, I, I 
super uh, excited for you know you to see what's to come and I'm, I'm so happy you're here today because you know you just talked about you know you could be having coffee with someone uh, every single day <laughs> and you decided to take the time out uh, to talk with me today so I really appreciate it I think um, you know hearing this for a lot of women is going to impact a lot of lives so um, where else uh, just so we can kind of you know get people to um, you know learn more about you and hear your message and you know hear more about you know how, how you've been able to be Come so successful um, where could they find you where could they get your book um, and, and where could they um, get your, your app where, where, where could they find you so they can get more information from you well um, the hub of everything is amberhurdle.com um, you can go to the bombshellbusinesswoman.com and that will take you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Books a Million or wherever you prefer to buy your books um, then the app is the bombshell business app and it's mm -hmm. available um, in the iTunes app store and Google play. Mm -hmm. um, the podcast, the bombshell business podcast um, can be found on the app on my website, amberhurl.com. Um, I mean, you can ask for it in Alexa. It's on iTunes and iHeartRadio and um, uh, Stitcher and anywhere that they play awesome. for Android phones. So I'm a little bit of everywhere and then social media out the wazoo. So. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a flash briefing yet that I can pop you on in my morning? <laughs> my morning I, routine? <laughs> I mean, I, so before it's like, if you had a particular thing installed, then you can listen to my app. But now yeah. I have it where you could be like, play the bombshell business one by Amber Hurdle. And then That's like, awesome. you can, like pause or whatever. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Like it's like actual, it's own little command. That's super cool. And, and talking about mentors, like you can be a virtual mentor to a lot of people, I think. So, uh, I mean, just while you're <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amber.